everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. We are three weeks into the new year, and I don't know about you, but this year has been interesting to me. And I noticed this last year as well, where suddenly time feels like it's going so much slower. I think during the fall, so much is going on, and then we hit the holidays, and everything is just like boom, 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 and it feels like time is flying so fast, and we just can't catch a break, and before we know it, we're in the new year, and then January comes, and time feels just so much slower. So I don't know if that's what everyone's been experiencing, but that's definitely how things have felt for me, and as we're three whole weeks into the new year, even though sometimes it feels like maybe we're two whole months into it. Let's check in on those goals and intentions that we set at the beginning of the year. If you decided to set any goals or intentions for yourself for this year or for January specifically, or just time aside, just in general, you probably fit into one of three categories. Either A, you feel like you're killing your goals, things are going really well. B, you feel like you've already fallen off the wagon, or C, you realize you forgot about them. You set those intentions, you were excited about them this year, or I'm going to start blank, whatever it is. And you're realizing, oh, you know what? I already let all the other things in my life grab my attention and I've already forgotten to do this thing. And if you would categorize yourself in either that B or C option, falling off the wagon or forgetting about it, here's a reminder that sticking with something or being consistent does not mean doing something perfectly or never going a day without doing it. So if you stuck with your goal for a few days and then missed it for a few days and then went back to it, it's not quite what I consider as falling off the wagon. That's going to be more so if you were doing the thing and then once you couldn't do it perfectly or things got challenging, whatever the case may be, for whatever reason, you stopped and that's it. Dunzo. Have not returned to it. But if you feel like you fit into those categories or just in general, things aren't going so well with the goals or intentions that you set, maybe you feel like you lack the discipline. You don't have the willpower you don't have the self-control, that you lack the focus that you need to stick with things or to reach whatever your goal may be. It's understandable why your brain would go there and make those conclusions, but there's always so much more to the picture here. And a lot of what's missing for a lot of people is actually understanding how the brain, just in general, that organ works, and then also learning more about your specific brain and how you tend to operate and what works best for you. So today I'm going to talk about a few things that you should know if you do have goals and intentions and feel like maybe you're losing focus, you're forgetting to do the thing, or or you feel like you've already fallen off track. And to be quite honest, whether you feel like you're currently killing it with your goals or not, This information is so useful and it's stuff that, I mean, we would all just be better off knowing. So diving into it, know that brains want to be as efficient as possible, meaning your brain is going to try to rely on your automatic behaviors, aka what you're most used to doing, 
as much as possible. So if we do not have specific cues to keep these new things at the forefront of our minds, have things to tell our brains like, hey, this is really important. If we're not intentionally focusing on and putting attention toward doing this new behavior or routine action, then odds are we are going to forget to do the thing. It's like, have you ever said at the beginning of the week, it could be anything, but we'll say, okay, I really want to get myself to journal this week. And maybe you even go as far as thinking, okay, I want to journal right before I go to bed. And then we get to the end of the week and you reflect back, something triggers a thought of, oh yeah, I really want to journal. Oh crap, I told myself I was going to start journaling this week and I totally forgot, right? We get so wrapped up into our normal day to day. And again, our brains are going to rely on what it's used to doing and automatic behaviors as much as possible. So we have to have something that reminds us and triggers us, cues us to do whatever it is we're wanting ourselves to do. And even if you think about the thing a lot, we still need a trigger cue to do it whenever it is that we are planning to or wanting to get ourselves to do the thing. So for this, it's important to find ways to keep whatever your goal is, whatever you want yourself to do, more top of mind or find ways to remind yourself to do the thing. You can set a daily alarm, schedule it in your calendar. I think that's huge. If you use a calendar, For example, I live and die by my Google Calendar. It's got everything. So I have learned for me, for me to stick with certain things that I want to get myself to do, I put it in my calendar. Maybe not at a specific time, but I have that stuff down. And so I'm less reliant on my brain just reminding me to do the things I want myself to do. And all I have to keep in my head is that I know to look at my Google Calendar, and it's gonna tell me what I need to know. You can place a habit tracker somewhere like your fridge or your bathroom mirror where it's going, you're going to see it. I think something that a lot of people don't think about that's actually really helpful is curating your content, whatever you consume, to consume more things that are related to the habits that you are working on. If you're working on eating healthier meals, Follow more accounts where people are eating healthier meals and maybe for the time being, mute other accounts. Listen to more podcasts about nutrition or health and wellness. If you are looking to keep a tidier space, find accounts that make reels of them cleaning up their space or give little tips about cleaning up their space. And one, this helps keep these things more top of mind. It's more at the forefront of our brain. But modeling is also a thing. So if we're seeing and consuming content and watching these people do things like eating healthy meals, cleaning up, tidying up their space, it's not that we're just going to do whatever we see anyone else doing by any means. But it can make it more likely for us to engage in those similar behaviors. You can also think of finding a way to play around with having yourself 
do the action before something you already routinely do or before something you really want to do. And I think the biggest takeaway from this is you play around with it. Find what works the best for your brain. Find what works well for you. The second thing I really want you to know is that the brain really loves what's known and what's comfortable. So when we go to do something outside of our norm, we might find ourselves coming up with excuses and they can be extremely subtle. We may not even realize they're an excuse. They may seem super legit or, you know, finding ways out of doing the thing in an attempt to avoid the discomfort. But the thing to realize is this can be so sneaky, right? You may consciously think that this is a really simple task. Like, why would my brain view it as uncomfortable? Maybe you don't consciously feel like it's an uncomfortable thing at all. But understanding that this is how the brain tends to operate, that it doesn't tend toward what's unknown that it prefers what is known and comfortable, we can understand that when we try to do something outside of our norm, do something different, that may trigger a little alarm signal in our brain. And next thing we know, we may find ourselves in a situation where we're coming up with some excuses, talking ourselves out of doing the thing. And if we understand why that's happening and have awareness that that's happening, that makes it so much easier to be able to catch ourselves, have compassion for ourselves, and to choose to do the thing anyway. (laughs) Lovingly talk to ourselves after we hear whatever excuse the brain is coming up with, well, we're going to do it anyway. We're going to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone and do the thing. So really pay more attention to your thoughts and your actions. And this, I mean, that alone can help you in so many aspects of life. But really notice when you're starting to talk yourself out of doing the thing. And then you can switch your brain's direction and choose thoughts that are going to actually help you take action. So you can choose to just pick a different thought. For example, if you know that you meal prepped some healthy nourishing meals for dinner and your brain is like, oh, takeout sounds so great tonight. I really want takeout. You can reroute your thoughts to, ooh, but I cooked that meal. I have it already ready for me. I won't have to spend any money. And then think about what you would like about the meal, right? You don't want to talk yourself out of doing the thing. So think about the aspects that would make you want to do the thing. When you notice these thoughts, you can also try tactics like playing devil's advocate with yourself, challenging your thoughts. Know that... Thoughts just in general, don't see any of them as fact or truth. Let them just be. They just are. And you can decide to take them on as yours or not. And if they're not helpful or conducive to getting you to do the things that you want yourself to do, you can choose a different one, something that's more helpful. And with your inner dialogue, you can also play around with like coaching or parenting yourself. Going back to the eating out example, you can talk to yourself just as you would maybe if, let's say, you had a kid and they're talking about how much they want to eat out that night and say, hey, you know, I know that that sounds really good to you. We have food at home. 
We cooked it. We're going to save money. We made this meal for X, Y, and Z reason. So we're going to go home and we're going to enjoy that meal. And again, the more you can orient thinking of reasons you genuinely do want to do the thing, the easier it's going to be. We don't want to create too much resistance with ourselves. We don't want to force ourselves too much. But sometimes we just have to remind ourselves to reorient from why do I want to do this? What is something I enjoy about this? What is a benefit I'm getting out of this? And then number three is somewhat bouncing off that last point. But often when we are struggling to get ourselves to stick with doing the thing, whether that's going to work out, make healthier choices, doing work instead of procrastinating, whatever the case may be, we may actually be avoiding feeling discomfort or a negative emotion. And it definitely takes awareness to really see that this is what's happening. At the end of the day, we are creatures who really are seeking comfort. And so many times when we do something or do not do something, there is an underlying motive of seeking comfort that's at play. If we go back to your goal or your intention, what is the thing that you are trying to get yourself to do to stick with, be more consistent with, and get into a mode of curiosity and exploration with yourself? You can just think about it and reflect have more awareness as it comes time to do the thing. You can journal, you can talk to your therapist about it and just really notice what your thoughts are around doing that thing, what you're feeling and allowing yourself to just get curious in those moments of when you notice you don't feel like doing the thing. Just ask yourself, is there potentially something I'm avoiding here? Maybe in the past you had a negative experience associated with exercise and there's still that relationship somewhere in your brain. Maybe we don't feel like the work we do is good enough and that leads us to procrastinate. I mean, there's a huge world of possibilities out there, but those examples are just to kind of show what this could look like. And it helps so much to understand ourselves better and to know ourselves better. The more we can learn and know about who we are and better understand our own thoughts and feelings and actions and how they all play into each other, the better off we're going to be. The better we can work with ourselves to get us to do and show up how we want ourselves to, the more self-awareness we have. And so as we're getting curious, as we have more awareness we can then make sure we're also being solution-oriented with our mindset. Our brains may want to focus on what the issues are, what the problems are, what's not working, what we're not doing, what we're not doing good enough. Or we may be completely externalizing what the problems are, looking at things outside of us for why things aren't going well. But we can catch ourselves and reshift our focus to what is a possible solution here? I'm noticing that I'm not doing blank. What's a possible solution here? I'm noticing that I avoid cooking in the kitchen because I don't feel very competent. What's a solution? I'm noticing that instead of going to work out, I choose to sit and scroll on my couch because I feel so stressed and drained from my day. What is a possible solution? 
or what are possible solutions, plural. That doesn't mean you have to get up and change what you're doing right now, but at least get your brain to orient from that place. And again, just coming from a place of curiosity, what is something I can try that might work better for me than what I'm trying right now? And at the end of the day, whatever we're trying to get ourselves to do has to have meaning to us. If whatever we're trying to get ourselves to do isn't meaningful or we're just doing it because we've created some story that we should or that we need to, then yeah, no wonder we're not doing the thing. Have to and should is not very motivating. And if things aren't that meaningful or if we just have not brought awareness to and focused on why that thing is meaningful to us, then not only is motivation going to be a little tougher, but it's going to be tougher to keep it at the forefront of our mind, to stay focused on it, to remember to do the thing. It's going to fall lower on our priority list. And in the very busy lives that we live, full of all sorts of distractions and things that we need to do, things can very quickly fall to the wayside. So if you are finding yourself struggling to stick with a goal of yours, it's worth asking yourself why you want to get yourself to do that thing. So I hope that provides more insight into a little bit more of how our brains work and how you can better work with your brain to get yourself to do the things that you want yourself to do to help you stick with the goals that you have. Because we are all capable of changing and we are all able to build the lifestyle that we want to have for ourselves to better support who we want to be and how we want to feel. And we can use this knowledge and these tools to help us do that. So as always, if you have any questions or just want to chat about this topic, you can email me or reach out via Instagram. And sharing the show is always super appreciated. It's so helpful. And I really think that this is stuff everyone should know. So share it to your social media, send it to a friend who you think would enjoy it or benefit from it. That is what I have for you today. I hope you have a fabulous day and I will see you in the next episode.